is Ghetto Gospel, a.k.a. Gigi the Storyteller, of which depends on which side of the fish you are dealing with here on Hot Words, Hot Topics. It's going to be a great show. Pull up a chair and lend a listening ear. Call 563-999-3742. Press 1 if you would like to drop a comment or two. Sunshine again. I want to invite you all to, yeah, go and check her out on Instagram. She's on YouTube, Adriana Sunshine. She has that wonderful, soulful voice. You could just hear it in your soul, honey. Check her out, Adriana Sunshine. That track is Good Feeling, and yes, Rise Above It All. Yes, I am Gigi, the storyteller, and I have. So many stories to tell, and the main story that I really enjoy telling is to tell all of you to stop torturing yourself, okay? Don't do it. Listen, the topic of the day is living after Christianity, living life after Christianity, and later on in the show, we're going to have Lisa Michelle from Artist to Artist. She's going to join me in some of this, and then we're going to do like 
little, little, very little segment of I can't be black with y'all. We got people asking, like, what happened to I can't be black with y'all? I said, it's coming back. We got you. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on. We have a new character coming to the scene, Missionary Butterfield, and she is so funny. So I was like, look, come join me on I Can't Be Black with Y'all. Okay, here's the thing. I am Ghetto Gospel, and I chose that name, uh, one, after hearing Tupac's track, Ghetto Gospel, and I was like, oh, you know, because at that time I was like, for real, undeniably so. I was really bent on saving the world. So uh, that track identified with me so much. And then when we returned back to Blog Talk Radio and then our stuff was going on Spotify and Google Podcasts and all these streaming places. And so people started listening to our shows and like, guess what? You cannot play ghetto gospel. I'm like, really? I said, oh, people are listening that much and we caught your attention universal <laughs> that much to where we cannot play that song on our show. And I'm like, okay. So, but you know what? I'm in a whole new era because I have learned a lot. And that's why I have this Obasi views and not just, you know, I'm going to tell you what it is. No, I just want to share my truths and then, you know, what I have gone through, my experiences. I talk about living life after Christianity and also prior to that and in that, Living without a home, you know, I, I spoke on it briefly, and I'm going to speak on it again briefly right here. But it's going to set up for what we're going to do with uh, Ghetto Gospel coming out the fall. I was in a situation, y'all, with circumstances in Georgia, and things was not the same when I was in Georgia the first time. It was, like, totally different. It was. So without a home and after Christianity, living life after Christianity, and then people ask me, what are my beliefs? Do you believe in God? We're going to break it down later on. Don't rush me on it. You, You will have an answer. And so here I am without a home before, even in my book, Ghetto Gospels Diary, 30 Days to Faith, you know, that's mainly uh, about uh, who I am, my orientation as a woman who happens to be lesbian, if you guys want to put a title on it. But then also being a Christian, you know, and, and we're talking like in the in the, in the, in the middle to 1990s and the early 2000s, and at that time it was rough and tough, you know. And then we're going to talk about that on another show. So here I am, that, that, and this, without a home. You left the church for reasons I will share with you all in un momento, okay? So who do you pray to? Where do you go to? In your book, Ghetto Gospel 30 Days to Faith, you're telling us, hey, you went to Jesus Christ in your crisis. You know, you was praying, oh, to the most high. You know, when the storms was coming your way. So here you are. You don't go to church. So what's up? What's up with that? <laughs> I am Gigi, the storyteller here on Ovasi View. The topic is living after Christianity here on Hot Words, Hot Topics. So y'all stay tuned. Uh, we going to get into that. Uh, hey, uh, good 
wake up, Mr. West, Mr. West, Mr. Press, Mr. By himself, he's so impressed. I mean, damn, did you even see the test? You got D's, motherfucker D's. Rosie Perez, and yes, barely passed. Any and every class, looking at every ass. Cheated on every test, I guess. This is my dissertation. Homie, this shit is basic. Welcome to graduation. Good morning. Ghetto Gospel Diary, 30 Days to Faith. 
Y'all just keep positive uh, energy for that project. It's going to be out real soon. I've really been dragging my feet about it because of what I used to believe in, especially as far as the Christian faith and then, you know, what I believe in now. So it's kind of the same, but then it's kind of like different, and it's like difficult to, you know, share with Christian. <laughs> And I know some Christians that you cannot talk to them whatsoever. You can't even, like, you know, explain, not explain, but, you know, break it down to what you what you believe in whatever. But they, they're not going to see it at all. They want, don't want to hear it, none of that. They're not feeling you at all. So I was like, you know what, ghetto gospel <laughs> coming out of the fog, and I was a fog. There was a lot of great things about it. I'm not going to stomp on it. Again, those that continue to follow that Christian faith, you know, have at it. But listen, I want to share with you my thoughts and my beliefs on what I know comes from the light. I see as I find myself finally out of the religious fog. It was a fog so Thick. It was filled with borrowed ideas, beliefs, and watered-down customs. It caused my mind easily and simply to be controlled by a manipulative program. And I allowed this, you know, knowing as a little child, there's something wrong with this. But, hey, the fog pollution began in the first day of Sunday school, like kindergarten, educating young minds about the golden rule and other civic rules. The fog teaches us to turn the other cheek, but this kind of body control causes harm as polluted, polluted brain cells tell you you are doing the right thing to suffer abuse and content. And I'm like, what? You can find that in Luke 6:29. Read that again. It's like it's okay to suffer abuse. You know, unless somebody come with some word magic toward my way to tell me that abuse is not abuse, what you think abuse is, I'm open for it. <laughs> the light got bright after I saw the rules of religion mixed in with the game plan of that so-called Illuminati. Being in the fog made me look and act like a program Christian version of the Stepford Wives. I invite you all to go back and watch that movie, the original one, the first one. The one was done in the 70s, okay? I blindly walked into Christianity culture, handed to me by my elders, and happily promoted Christian theology. Now, this is where you get a pen, Okay. Get your phone, go to your notes. I'm giving you time to do that. Here we go. John Darby, Margaret McDonald, and the writers of Left Behind series confirmed, you know, I had been duped. I had been duped in this doctrine of Christianity. I once read an article uh, from the writers of the Left Behind series and my church pushed that real good that the rapture was coming up, and um, yeah, they said it's it's, it's not going to happen. That's not even their not their beliefs. You know, they did it because hey, we were gullible sheep to believe it and accept it. So, I went through my own version of the five stages of death when it came to life after Christianity. I didn't know where to go on Sundays because I was so used to going to church every Sunday when I was a little girl. I was like, woo. 
after sticking my nose outside of the revised King James Version and learning a few veritable facts, ignited my banner to spark the truth or a truth. I had been, I had to get past denial, depression, embarrassment. Yes, I was embarrassed because I believed what they said. Anger, I was angry because I believed what they said. And then I began to be attacking, I attacked. <laughs> and luckily, settling into acceptance of the truth. These emotions became part of the structure that made up how I learned to deal with deception. I was pissed off, y'all. I cannot lie. What I have come to know is something most of us remain sleep on and others remain silent, living in fear way too much to say it out loud. A lot of people like wearing a mask, you know, they know it's not right, but, you know, they still do it. Ghetto gospel coming out the fog is purely for me and like most things that trouble me as a as a spiritual being, a uh, being with energy, I have to use the writer in me to put it down, and like the computer in me, I'm clearing up space in my mind. Y'all get that part? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Confirmation. This is Gigi, the storyteller. I got so many stories to tell. <laughs> Lisa Michelle, shout out to Lisa Michelle. You just reminded me about Veganish Eats because she just received some spices. That's perfect. <laughs> So, you know, your mind is free space. This is how I set myself free from the lies, uh, religion holes, and calculated politics and the system, and even just plain folks. So y'all know how folks, oh, my goodness, folks. I love y'all. I love y'all, but folks, the journey out of the fall could have had my life ending up in tragedy or living in deep depression, pretending to be happy, had I continued following the recipe of Christianity. Oh, I realized if I continue to hold on to a so-called unchanging hand called Jesus Christ, I would self-destruct. As hard as it was, I had to come to terms with facts, I could not deny any longer. I mean, this is the thing about Christians refusing to hear anything else but. If your shit's so good, if your doctrine's so good, stand on it. You can listen to everything and anything. You know, you won't be, because when I was a Christian and people would come, I had atheists telling me, I don't believe in God or whatever, agnostic to, I don't believe in God. And I'd be like, still, well, that's you, boo. But see, now I'm on the other end in my beliefs. <laughs> but most Christians don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. But I have to face the truth about the Christian faith. And if I lost family members or associates along the way, and believe me, I did, then so be it. I did. They didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to know about it. A lot of them were uh, coming from, like, their own addictions and whatnot, and they needed that. And I get that because I was there too, my people. But I could no longer hold on to this make-believe Bible story then. Even as good as they are, because they had wonderful messages in there. And here's the thing about Christianity, Christians and Catholics and what folk, whatever. You got this good book with a lot of good stuff in it or whatever, and you can live a, a, a true, happy life. However, you miss the parts that require 
for you to change, <laughs> change some part of you, change the way that you treat people, just, you know, all of that. So I'm struggling to see the truth. You know, I could have ended up like um, one of those Christians who live in doubt about the faith. And trust me, there's a lot of those. And when they are old and gray and faith in Jesus and going to heaven is the only thing that keeps them going. You know, and it's sad. I try not to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa on there. But everybody got their choice. However, I see it. I see your energy. They are miserable here in this realm and always in search of a brighter day someday. And let me tell you, I'm going to have to say, what about today? Who who could continue through misery, waiting on an illusion of what heaven is and living in fear of what we have been told hell is? And I want to remind you to check out our replays. We talked about hell. We talked about transitioning and whatnot. So go back to some of those old, old Vasa View shows here on Hot Words, Hot Topics. Okay. A lot of good stuff come out. So when I want to share, just, you know, just give it a little thought. So we have the fear of hell, you know, and I believe and I know that's the only thing that's really keeping these humans halfway acting right because if there was no threat of hell, child, please, they wouldn't give you two cents worth of understanding or nothing, whatever, but they trying to do right. But anyway, I digress. Okay. But they refuse, they are refusing an intake of spiritual truth and open up their mind, you know, that there just may be right and it just, guess what, it's just not in their sight. This system here, and, you know, it's a system, this program, we are like cogs and this ever growing, this wheel or whatever, but. If you look at it like that in the negative way, but you can look at it in the positive way that we are all connected. We are one. We are one energy connected to the one source. Now, don't that sound good? The system has made a way for us to stay stuck on stupid, and it has provided this little story. They got a story for everything, and I guess it's really open for interpretation, but the story of Doubting Thomas which you can find in John 20, 24 through 29. Now, if you profess to be a Christian, you don't want to be, you don't want to see yourself in a position of a doubter. You don't want to be a doubter. You don't want to doubt this stuff. You want to go and be like, you know, the emperor with no clothes. Even if you kind of had an inkling, hmm, I don't know. I don't know. So you find yourself going along with the program, keeping up with the spiritual Joneses, and as a Christian, you live a life, again, like the emperor with no clothes. Your mind, unfortunately, is deaf, dumb, clogged up, and and diagnosed insanity, and sadly cannot process or have an understanding of how politics and religion keep us in bondage. This is Gigi the Storyteller, also known as Ghetto Gospel. Listen, this is only Ovasi Views. We're talking about living life after Christianity. Y'all stay tuned. I got more. Hold on and hold on.
Thought that I was right Knew that you were wrong I chose the upper hand Over open hands Bitterness Over understand Now there's rooms in my heart Under lock and key Where I kept an honest love And all my trust Christianity, and I have to tell you, uh, was it a journey? Yes. I told you, I'm 62 years old, and I've just been through some stuff and on this journey and going through, as I said, at the top of the hour, living without a home. And again, uh, those stories will be found in my upcoming book. I'm excited. I'm working on it every day diligently. I'm excited about it. Ghetto Gospels Diary, 30 Days to Faith. Where do you go when the difficulties of life come for you? <laughs> All right. We go down on the knees. That's what we do because, woo, honey. So let's get back into this living life after Christianity. So... Unlike Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in the Gospels, as Ghetto Gospel, I give the first count of my own story. This is why, one, there is an Obasi view, because <laughs> when uh, relatives or whatnot and friends, whatever, when they say, oh, you don't go to church anymore, they begin to have these stories about, you know, that you're a heretic or some ish like that, but guess what? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care, but I do want to give my own story while I'm here to tell it, you know. So this is my report of how I found my way out of the fog. I lived a good Christian life, and I dropped lyrics, rhymes on the mic for years before I woke from this religious fog. 
we just soak up everything we was taught in history and things that our parents told us and without really going to look for it ourselves. And that's uh, our downfall, you know. So whatever's written down in the pages begins the programming in so many stages, and it is a stage. No one knows what happens after life, but in this life, anyone can see the fight between good and evil, no matter which side you are on. We follow traditions, simplicity, and mindless distractions, and with that, making it hard for us to follow our own journey. We get lost into the mundane exploits of the day, duplicating phrases of like, good morning, good rising, have a blessed day, and before COVID and corona, we was hearing real good, thank God it's Friday. People that was going to work off into the worker bees, they was thoroughly enjoying that little, you know, thank God it's Friday. Child, when I was working, I was doing stuff on the side. I was writing uh, poems and whatnot on the side because I had a getaway plan. (laughs) Okay, but this is my getaway plan from After Christianity. We are programmed through and through, and facing the truth from a set-up system is the only way to come out of the fog. You will be more upset over the betrayal you feel. You may feel like you have been raped spiritually. You may feel like an idiot for being duped and from experience, you must, listen, you must forgive yourself. There's people out there who have walked away, they feel guilty, family members don't want to talk to you anymore, so what? Especially if you have always been one of those smart ones who feel they should have known better. When it comes to life after Christianity, listen, y'all, I'm glad I'm out. I see other people who are still in, and I feel just a little bit sad for them, and not in a pity way, but because they spend their Christian life focused on how other people are living, and they fail to live a life for themselves. You know, that's what it seems like it is. I was concerned about other people and what they're doing, and that's just too much drama for me. If I want drama, I'll watch a soap opera, Okay. We have listened to mainstream pastors and believe they have the answers. However, they do not have the answers for themselves, except to rip you from your hard-earned cash to make a quick dash in their newly paid plane. You know who I'm talking about from the congregational sheep. Nah, we continue living under a fog and base our entire life here in this realm unclear, very unclear, to our purpose here, and if we even have a purpose here. Now, you have authors like Rick Warren, he's an old school, and pastors who pimp like T.D. Jakes because they all do it. Everybody want to make money. Church is a business. Let's be real about this. They have given their opinion on the purpose, our purpose here on earth, and if I could throw my Ovasi view opinion in there that our purpose is not to live in constant fear of going to hell if we don't act right. The Christian church tells us the Bible is the inspired word of God, and we blindly believe that and openly are scared to believe otherwise. We are ignorant to history and scholars when it comes to studying what 
religious philosophers, theologians, educators, and even poets. Do you know a lot of the scriptures in the Bible was written by poets, such as like I and other people? <laughs> poets, they added to the book that we know as the Bible. We believe philosophies of Socrates, Plato, and Aristotle, and the imagination of Dante, from Dante's Inferno is where we get this story of the burning hell fire in Revelation. Oh, and who knows who else to keep people in line? You know, religion is control. So, and I, the question really is, how do you know what God is thinking? That that So he puts you in charge. <laughs> we have to think about that. The word in the Bible inspired or not, is much like shared posts on social media networks having millions of click likes without verifying the facts. It's simply accepted because over one million people said so. And as the stories in the Bible goes, we blindly believe and openly follow the masses. We do that. We need to, you know, think about these things. So we're, st we're staying on this path led out by generations of evil. The natural eye becomes dead like dead man's bones, and the spiritual eye remains blocked and locked. There are roadmaps and shovels for all of us to dig ourselves out. However, we have to be open for the expedition. You hear that? We have to be open for the expedition. We have to be open to change. We have to be open to do something different. And we have to be open and willing to lay down man-made traditions. Oh, it's a tradition because oh, my mother did and my father did. Oh, I want to keep doing it for my children. Whew, wake up, everybody. <laughs> We could choose to lay in our bed of lazy religion or pick ourselves up and follow a path of hard truth. And as they say, the truth will make us free. Now, that's something they're really not lying to you about. So it took a little while for me to get here, eliminating some of my own fears and letting go of Christian ideology after Christianity is definitely a process. It's a process, y'all. It's not going to just snap into it like I told you on Sundays. I was like, whew, I was a little bit lost. I was like, oh, I'm used to going to church, not to go to church. But you will find a way. Everyone will find their own way in this process. And if you could manage to break from what has always been or what has always been told to you, be truthful to yourself. We must disregard what we think other people will think of us. That's one of the main things because we stop going to church and the beliefs you once believed. You know something else, and that's when current Christians get beside themselves because you're not doing it anymore. So they're like, they're wondering how you doing it. And I know for a fact there's a lot of Christians <laughs> They are thoroughly happy that this coronavirus came low-key, of course, and this is a Vasi view. Low-key, they're happy that this coronavirus came because they don't have to go to church anymore. I've heard it from several Christians. They they like doing Zoom. They don't have to go to church anymore. They're cool with that. This is Gigi the Storyteller here on the Vasi Views. Y'all stay tuned. I
all of the wonderful things that, you know, Christians, you know, supposed to be having their, uh, built their foundation on. But, you know, there's some other things in the mix. So it kind of gets you turned off track. Again, this pointing the finger at other people. It's like, hmm. You know, I did mention before on the Vossi Views where that come from. I did a lot of studying. I minored in history. Let me throw that out there for you. And definitely for those of you that do not know, my father just gave me the Bible when I was seven years old. Like, here, read this. I'm like, really? And by the time when I was 16, this I, I give my life over to Jesus Christ. I went to the altar, and I got saved from my sins. So that is the type of life that I was living. But, hey, we, we, we could change and move, and, and it's, it's okay, you know. I'm not pointing fingers at anybody, uh, not at all. So, the first thing that is very important for us to do is to is to not care about what other people think about us coming out of the fog. Not caring what other people think about you. As I say practically every show I crank up on here on Avasi Views, when you get to, and it's a process, when you get to not caring, not caring, not caring about what the heck other people think, I promise you, that's the first step to freedom, and you can breathe right. You're going to breathe properly. It's amazing. If you are traveling on your own personal journey, by the time you come to the light of truth, know that you won't care about what dead people think, okay? You know those flowers? You you can't bring dead flowers back to life, so you know, I just want to share with you, why do you want to waste time with other people and how they think and what they feel and blah, 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 okay? Knowledge is power, and using it is the real rapture, and that's my Ovati view, my opinion. That's the rapture, not this, I don't want to get into that right now, I promise. Just know that knowledge is your power and what you focus on, you give power. So you focus on negative stuff, you don't get negative stuff, all right? <clears throat> so I've seen tortured souls return again and again to the altar at church, receiving spiritual Chinese food as they remain clueless as to how to heal what's going on within. We talk about this all the time, within, take care of you first. I was... I was I was once needy. Sometimes when I think about this, it's just funny to me. That's all. Don't 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 get me wrong, but I was gullible too. I was once knee deep in belief in the Christian faith, and I am no one to point a finger at the ones who remain in it. I refuse to do that. I've seen a lot of people who do that. Um, they don't believe anymore, so now they want to um, make jokes and talk about the sky god, and and I think that's. You know, it's whatever people believe, let them believe that. You know, tell your story and stay in your own lane. That's something I do believe in. If if that's working for you, continue to follow that. People living in Christianity cling to what they believe they know, and I know, that's why I'm going to tell you this on About the Views, I know because I was as clingy as they come when it came to Christian faith. You know, hey, I was ghetto gospel. 
I understand the control of religion. However, if you come out of the manipulation of that cherished Bible, which is good, don't get me wrong, don't throw it away. It's a lot of the stuff in there. You just have to know what to, what to look for. Wipe your eyes and stand strong against fearing the words like hell and sinner. You know, all these negative stuff people are giving to us. You're a sinner. You're going to hell. You don't do right. And it's not like that, people. They're not um, – uh, you're not, honestly, I'm not going to put this on other people. You're not giving your own self your own freedom, okay? So don't put it on them. <laughs> don't. There's more to the Bible than hellfire and brimstone, I promise. There's beautiful poetry in there. There's a lot of um, lyrical things in there that, sh- that uh, confirm this wonderful life that we have here. And, again, y'all stop being negative, all right? <laughs> in my early years growing up in a church house in Watts, y'all, on Calmont Street, there was this poster sign. I've told this story many a time, hanging over the right side of the pulpit where I could eyeball it from where I sat. It read, let every man, and let's say woman, examine himself, herself. But people saying they are Christian, ignore this sign, staying in their human state, attempting to act righteous and self-righteous. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Come on. Instead of looking at themselves as we all should. This is first. Look at yourself first. Many easily judge other people. (laughs) Yep, they're gossiping little bitches. They are, okay? So on my journey through the fall, I met some people who were atheists and agnostic, and they were showing more compassion and understanding and love more than any religious Christian that I know or that I saw, and that is for real. They, for real, they're not trying to be seen. They, they're doing stuff, helping others, mankind, all that, animals. They're caring about that, nature. Generally, they're not a litter bug, but here you go. <laughs> You're littering and you don't care. So... Through the fall, I observed many Christians who were not even close to being an example as the scriptures write about the ones known as Jesus. They said a lot of good things about this character. But for me, again, on Avasi views, is my opinion, the ones that I see, not so much. <laughs> not so much like Jesus the Christ because the story of that, you know, They're telling about stories of, you know, lead this woman alone. Those that could cast the first stone do that. Oh, you can't buy. No, but y'all not being like that. Y'all being like something else. And as I said before, the the, the lunacy thoughts and opinions of the Apostle Paul. When I tell you that I minored in uh, history some years ago and and knowing uh, Tracy, the, the countries that they give you today, but when you go back and find out what those countries was called before that time, honey, you got you got some questions. You're going to have to ask yourself, what's up? So that's what I was doing during this time, all right? So don't put Apostle Paul on the pedestal, Christians. Bible thumping, Christians carry on Paul's ideas of what a Christian should be. 
And this is where you have all this trauma from. You have other individuals who are leaving the Christian faith and whatnot rapidly. And even before this corona thing, you know, people stop going to church, a lot of young people, because they're, they're thinking, they're critical thinkers, and they're like, wait a minute, I don't let me think about this. It's a lot of them. They just do not want to go to church. They don't. So I don't know, Christians. Y'all have to figure it out one out because I'm, still, I'm still trying to trying to figure mine out as I go through. And and something that you can learn about uh, Apostle Paul, he was a tortured soul. You know, I don't want to get more into that. So. Current Christians blindly follow this character, and he's renamed from Saul. He destroyed Christians, and now he's a Christian. But low-key, he's talking a lot of shit about Jesus the Christ. If you study that, right, he, he, he really is. I want to get more into that. So I wrote lyrics, and I poured out my heart all over the blood of Jesus, and that name I gave power. I later learned the name Jesus changed from Yahshua, which is spelled and pronounced in so many different ways. So it pays to do your own research again and again and make your own decisions. Never go by what other people say, and hey, even me, you know, I'm just telling it to you as it's happening to me in real time here in this life. So my next research came from within because I saw others dancing in the spirit, but after the music silence, huh, their true character always shouted louder than their praises to God. <laughs> okay? I, I, I clapped to the hypnotic music until I was 26, and then by 27, I left the church. I, I left the so-called I left the so-called black churches, and then I went to another church because I was questioning what the spirit was and how it affected people, and that's a whole nother story. <laughs> I began attending a predominant white church at 35. So here I am back in church, and I felt relaxed listening to the pastor clarifying his sermon instead of screaming and welling off topic. So my new congregation appear to worship God like they, you know, like they had some sense instead of flying over people in the pews and whatnot. And whew, to me at that time, it didn't make sense. I had enough of it, and I'm like, whoa, I had enough of this. So through time, the soft, quiet music, listening to the words of wisdom and shedding tears quietly went away, you know, because I was going through something at that time, too. So, oh, Jesus, help me. I needed Jesus to help me at that time. Mm, we're going to get to it later on because when I, I left the church and I was homeless, so who do you turn to? The white churches, they was eager to scream and shout all over the church house like the black folks, and all of a sudden my little sanctuary, <laughs> you know, all of a sudden they want to be charismatic like the so-called black church. Mm -hmm. They, too, wanted this kind of Holy Ghost running and getting happy, just like the black folks up in the church. And I was like, I can't have nothing, Jesus. I, I was a little guilty of having a passion to play the tamarind and the drums, and I found myself amused at their, uh, their emotions and whatnot as I played. Confirming music plays a major part in the way people worship. 
okay? And I just saw uh, Reverend Kamisha McDowell. You guys check her out, Black Fire Nation. And she just uh, put on her page, I saw it about music being a trick. And, oh, hell yeah, she right about that. She's a wordologist. Y'all check her out. So when I saw that music is a trick, I was like, dang, they had music in the church and people start clapping and beating and beating that drum and going on and they get to shouting and whatever and they get carried on and lose their damn mind. Oh, my goodness. So, and I knew, and a part of me, I knew this was wrong, but I wanted to play the drums. That's why I'm glad I have a set of drums in my house so I can play when I want to. And I don't have to be subjected to going to some church and playing the drums. I was blessed to be able to buy my own. All right? It was great. So, hey, this is Gigi the Storyteller. And, boy, do I have a lot of stories to go. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. This is Hot Words, Hot Topics. Stay tuned. Where you go, you have to go in a limousine, man. Hey, man, that's my thing. I know it's your thing, man. Every time I see you off a clean, you got your rings. Jerome, you know, you, uh... Flashing cash is what I need, I can understand. Ooh, I got the baddest cool. Could never be the fool. The ladies wait to get down with me. The love I make superb. To doubt me is absurd. The latest and the greatest, you see. I want to have your spot, and more than what you got, I bought the baddest house I could find. All this must be said, I'm greatest in the bed, and when I love a lady, she's mine. I know I'm really hot, my diamonds shine a lot. Check out this year, 450 and baby. Welcome back to Ovasi Views, Living Life After Christianity. I want to thank everyone for tuning in and listening. If you want to get in on a conversation, you got a question, you got a comment, press 1, and that will be good uh, for you. No problem. People, when they're listening to my show and then afterwards, they're t- I'm talking to them, and um, sometimes I don't even know that they're listening because they're listening online. So when I find that they're listening, I say, well, how come you the same thing? Well, Gigi, I would just listen to you. I just like what you were saying. <laughs> so um, it makes me happy because basically and for real, 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 I am sharing my Gigi stories. So as I realized the power of the percussion, you know, the music in the church, the percussion that I put out in the church. And I remember this was happening when I was a little girl. And I am in the middle of writing a story about that as well, because me and my nephew, who grew up to be a prophet, 
we was beating that tamarind, and those people would start getting up and start shouting again. And then when we would stop, that, you know, people was like the musician, they would like kind of slow down, they wind it down, whatever. And then me and my nephew, we would look at each other, and then we would elbow butt each other, and we'd be like knocking head at each other. And then we, um, 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 we start beating that tamarind again. And then the guitar player, the drummer, whatever, start kicking in, and people start dancing all over again. So, if that's not magic of the music, it's the trick. But hey, but I want to use music as a good trick because I love music. That's why I am very particular about what music I listen to. And I want to remind all of you too, it's good to do that, you know. So I realized that I was aiding in this ritual in the spirit. And, I, you know, for me, I, I knew I had to stop. I, I couldn't do it anymore because. At that time, it was the first time that I was living in Georgia, and I was playing the drums, and the pastor loved when I played the drums. Even if we had other drummers that were, like, better than me, but, you know, he just loved my energy, I guess. But when I played the drums and then they people got in the spirit and whatnot, and, you know, then I was in the choir, and generally when all that was over, the songs played for the choir, I left. And when they started, like, come to the altar, I was heading out the door and that was so real for me. I was just very much, you know, I had enough of that, you know. So, again, like I said, I was born and raised in Church of God in Christ. That's Kojic, y'all. But I walked away from the institution of the church for so many reasons. And the one thing I know, again, it was the best thing that I ever done for myself. My journey out of that religious fall, again, I tell you, people have religious traumas because of that. We actually did do a show on that. I think I'm going to do another one next month in September. I will keep you informed on that. So this fog comes from no longer believing and trusting in religion. We have known all our lives. The information I learned was shared with several pastors. When I found this information, child, <laughs> I shared it with pastors I know, and there was no responses from any of them. Y'all hear me? I was looking for at least one of them to say, no, sis, you you wrong. <laughs> no, that's not right, Gigi. But none of them did, and I remained waiting for one of them to see what I have written to say, you know, I am wrong. And I'm going to tell y'all, no, I've been waiting for them to say I'm wrong for my beliefs and what I now know. And, no, it has not happened. And that was back in uh, 2012, 13, 12. No, they have not come forth and not telling me, no, Gigi, that's not right. So this is what it leads me to believe. Many of the pastors, many for real they have, they have gone to Bible college and they have studied science and astronomy, world religion, and theology, one, two, three, and four, okay? And they falsely get the sheep back in the dough. Church is a business, y'all. That's the truth. And I'm not going to lie to you here. On Ovasi views, right? If I ever find out anything different, I'll come back and tell you. But at the current time, church is a business. They have studied critical thinkers of religion, literally writing, and I know they know what I have learned, okay? They have studied this stuff, right? 
they they study so hard to where they have to be critical thinkers of the stuff that they're reading, but they go along with it. And I know they know what I know. But, again, religion is big money, and those pastors cannot turn their congregation after all this time and tell them the truth. Because I know when I first came to this information, and, and then not just this information, but just really growing uh, as a as a spirit energy and, and, and leaving a lot of this external stuff alone that does not matter to me, you know, for real, at some point you have to put it put it down. So the congregations carrying on Sunday after Sunday for fun day, it's, they socializing. They socializing and quickly forgetting what the preacher said. They don't know. They don't. I think the final course in Bible college is to keep your church members entertained, you know, keep them entertained so the elders and the service of the church can have a bigger cash flow for themselves. They're not going to have any money if you don't go to church and put in uh, donations and whatnot. Hmm. Listen, my story is not to tell everyone in the Christian faith to get out, you know, like the movie, get out. My story is not to change anyone's mind about the religion they are currently participating nor is it for you to suddenly reach a higher calling. It is a well-selected journey for me. And for people who have suddenly realized something is not right in this realm when it comes to religion, and it is your decision to break from tradition, like folks be firing off their uh, firecrackers on 4th of July, Mm-mm. or celebrating that, what's that, Juneteenth, Nah, we're not, no. I mean, but this submission, like when when are you going to be free from being submissive, you know, and, and this fiction of this thing. So I challenge anyone today, and I say, take away the fear of hellfire and judgment day and see how the Christian faith ranks in the world of religion today. Think about that. And take away the punishment of an awesome God and see how many people you will see in church house attendance. It will be like dense, like the turn of the century when Christianity went into trickery, all right? If religion didn't have me twisted, politics was not that far behind. That's why I don't discuss religion, politics, and Bill Cosby. Don't don't come there for me because I'm going to come back. My journey led me to validate a knowledge of a small concurrent active group who have more say-so in what goes on in this world than happy voters care to admit or know. Who knows when a trickery began, but the well-laid plan began with conquering and the oppression of us. But I want to pigeonhole that. We can only oppress ourselves. That's another thing that I am learning with uh, metaphysical minister, Reverend Kamisha McDowell, all right? Y'all look her up. So it's a new way about this oppression. We oppressing ourselves. Nobody can oppress you but yourself. So, But this was so long ago. And, again, like, am I exempt from things handed down to me? Because as a person, you look at me like, oh, she's so called black. You know, and, and for years, this is what we heard. We're oppressed, we're oppressed, we're oppressed. <laughs> so, yeah, by the time this was going down, yeah, I'm oppressed. 
No. <laughs> no. Okay. Instead of looking at the evil of men, Christians will put everything evil going on in the world on the devil. Hmm. That's another topic, another show. I briefly spoke on that. And y'all do some research on that, and you'll see something different. Uh, I had that book, The Lost Books of the Bible, and when I was reading it, they had all these entities and, and whatnot. So that's pretty much how I can get how they're not going to tell you the truth. <laughs> so because, you know, I'm looking at it, and they're, they're probably thinking that they're not going to handle it. So let's keep it simple. There's God, Jesus, Son of Son of God. Then there's the devil, and 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 that's it. Because if, if if a lot of more people knew about all these other entities and these deities and these demons and whatnot, wherever going on, and woo, it's a lot. They they wasn't gonna deal with that, so they're like, hey, let's do church and just you know control them. <laughs> so. As far as I'm concerned, politics and religion are the most evil things going in this universe because we allow it to get into our head. America has been marked for death, dumb, and stupid, and the takeover is at hand. Y'all see where we at right now? Names, titles, and places have been changed. They have been changed. And all this has been done and accomplished by a puzzle doctrine thrown together by a shadow government. As they say, that's a rumor, Obati views, the shadow government, or by some who are aware of the madness, but, you know, they have fear to speak about. It's a lot of stuff going on, even in the Bible. It tells you it's like it's more than principalities and whatnot. It's a lot going on. I never said throw away the Bible. But <laughs> what the system has in store for us apparently has been set into place long before the black President Obama and others before him, speaking of this new world order, all this external stuff to get us to live in fear. Yes, and then so we can hope that all bad things will go away. But we allow the evil of the system because in our mind, and this is what we believe, so we do it to ourselves. We do nothing. We do nothing about it. But wait on Jesus Christ to come back and save us all. Really? Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. This is Gigi, the storyteller. You're only going to hear this stuff on the Vossi Views, I promise. So when I go into after Christianity, take notes. Think about some things. Some people believe in what's going on around the world. It's prophecy. Do you know they got a hold of those books and there's entities that we don't know about? Let's just think about, hmm, maybe they put that in the Bible. So, so when we begin to, like, control everybody, it's, oh, this is prophecy. This is what's going to happen. So, child, again, who really knows? Who, who really knows? I don't know. But I do know every day I'll be living, like, a real cool life. I don't have to be a Pharisee, Sadducee, judging people, nothing. I just have to worry about me. If anything, the Bible shows us how we allow the system to do humanity in, like the parable of the sheep to the slaughter. They do tell you like that. They believe everything, yada, 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 like sheep led to the slaughter. And, again, I want to throw out there people that do that there. So you Christian, so you're not going to believe God. You're going to believe everything the media tells you. That's another show, y'all. The prophecy of the rapture is purely 
a product out of the mind of Margaret McDonald. Y'all write that down. I told you, for to the forefront by John Darby. These people, this stuff happening like in the 1800s, you know, setting up, and even before that, coming into this world from the dark ages, these entities had plans for humanity, don't you know? You know, how are they going to control all these people? How are they going to keep them in line, you know, doing what you want them to do, you know, keep them in fear? You know, think, think about that just for a little bit. So John Darby in 1830, they, they got it all locked down. You know, they got that belief in causing most Christians to believe in the rapture today. Do you know that's a new concept, the rapture? It just came about around 1830. Y'all look it up for yourself. Now, if you can find it, you might have to get some books. I'll share that online a little bit later. If ask me for it, and then I'll get it for you, that part. So... By the time grandparents was born, and I'm not talking about these young grandparents, they're 40 years old and their grandmother, not those. Mm-mm. Okay, real grandparents, but like uh, Gigi, <laughs> Grandma Gigi. By the time they was born, many tricks from the system had been placed and put into motion. I used to believe in the rapture. I ain't going to lie to y'all. And today I have forgiven myself forever following and being that blind and especially for my help in spreading it. I did I did a lot of that. I know I scared some people in my lifetime with the rapture stuff. I had a movie, John, you know, the the, the brothers of, of the rapture being left behind. I was like trying to have everybody I know watch that movie because I was just duped for real. But this is what I had to do, glad to be coming out of the darkness and just beginning this this nice road, this journey in the truth of the life. That's life. I know it's difficult, and many could not take the truth or a truth about Christianity as a myth. Child, when I first saw that, when I was on YouTube, I was looking at some other stuff, and in my peripheral, I would say, Christianity is a myth. And I never would open it. I did not want to look at it like most Christians, uh-uh, because I was not ready. Then finally, I opened it up, and then I started looking at other stuff. I was like, whoa. When I first came to learn of the Council of Nicaea, this led to a path of learning more until I didn't want to learn anymore. It's like all this information, all this stuff, you know. It, it got me to be numb. And then fast forward, and even if that even happens, you know, they lie so much, you don't know what to believe. So I say, look, believe yourself. <laughs> I have become unplugged from religious anything. I don't watch television. I don't watch the news, none of that shit. I keep a clean slate. When I came out of that fog, everything I thought I knew, I just erased. I was like, I don't know. And I started putting one thing up, click. And, and one thing that I do know, what we speak into existence, that's what we speak into existence. If we maintain and stay negative, that's what you're going to get negative, right? So <laughs> where I've always believe that religion is man-made, it's a man-made idea, right? I also promoted the Roman idea of the Trinity, and in my current story, I don't believe anything coming from Europeans. I don't. If it came from Europe, nope. If it came from the Catholic Church, nope. It's not happening. I'm not doing it. It's not going down. 
at all because they had a plan for for us and their plan not going to be my plan all right so but I'm not going to lie they they had pushed me they psyched me out for a moment I was psyched out for a minute but I'm currently out of this dogma fog and after going through the five stages of after Christianity and living this life and not being just ugh, bound in bondage I have peace of mind. Do you have that, Christian or not a Christian? Do you have peace of mind? I can help you. <laughs> I can help you with that. I, I'm like a certified life coach. I can help you coach through it. I'm not going to help you live in it and then you got my energy all bogged down. I don't do that. So since my mind is clear, I see why the system, and, and, and look up William Cooper. They keep trying to bury his name, but he came out with a lot of stuff. So they had William Cooper murdered when Clinton was in office back in 2001. He was the first one that I heard saying in his videos that Christianity was a myth. And that was funny because at first he was a Christian, then all of a sudden he was like, Christianity was a myth. And I, I quickly turned him off at that time, for real, because at that time I was not ready to hear it. And see, that here's the thing, and I, I maybe Christian's not ready to hear that. I get that. I get that. So I'm not going to point my finger at you. Maybe you're not ready. But I do want to say get ready <laughs> so you can be ready, that part. So if you're not ready, that's cool. But since I have uh, – I verified it for myself, this living my life after Christianity, there's no white Jesus or a Jesus in any color. And I have to tell you that what for me, when I used to be all upset that uh, they talking about we are the Christ in us or whatever, I used to get upset with that because I didn't know any different. I didn't. Because I was on the, the doctrine, the ideology and all that, whatever, that we was taught. But this is what I know. Yes, we are the light. Walk in the light. That beautiful light. Guess what, everybody listening to? Oh, Miss Gigi, that light is you. So to answer the question, Ghetto Gospels Diary, 30 Days of Faith, I'm going to print those lyrics as I wrote them back then when I was believing in the God and the heavens and Jesus the son of God and all of that, and I was going through trauma in my life and being homeless without a home and all of that, and I was looking and up to the heavens to God <laughs> back in those days. And in these days, these are different days. I'm going to tell you, child, again, that Christ in you, that light in you, just hold on to that. Don't, don't ever feel guilty about that. Don't don't let other people think that you are in the wrong. Everybody got to go through their own stuff. You know what I mean? So that's what, I, and that's only a part of what I went through. I think I will go into like a part two of living life after Christianity because I did. Hey, now. I did want to get into a little bit of I Can't Be Black with y'all. You know, it uh, is a show that was on the network before, and I had to give it like a slight pause because I had to adjust 
to what I want to do as far as having balance in your life. And that's one of the things that uh, my nephews who have transitioned, and I will always mention him on my show when it comes up. I mean, he was always telling me that you have to have balance. You have to have balance. So we're going to do a part two of living life after Christianity because I'm not done. We have about 12 minutes left, but I want to get a little bit into I can't be black with y'all. When I come back, we're going to hear a little bit from Missionary Butterfield. It's going to be exciting. For real. Amen. That's what I grew up on, y'all. September the 11th on the regular, the regular time, the regular time, second Sunday. I can't be black with y'all, but I do want to set it up with y'all that we're not trying to talk about black America. I'm not about that. But it's like, y'all know y'all black folks be doing some funny shit, for real. So we just, you know, we fun and it's entertaining. And even though it's true. There's a lot of truth to it, but we're just going to bring it to you how we see it through the day. Because sometimes we're in a conversation, and um, we'd be like, child, only black America is good for that one. We mentioned before how black folks don't speak. They don't speak to one another when they come up. That's like one of my main, that main one right there, because... I'm used to, like, in the 70s, we would speak, you know, we would nod and say, hey, sis, brother, and all that. We don't do that anymore. Yes, 
I know there's a change, and sometimes I don't like all the changes. It's like, come on now, we're we're getting, you know, pushed aside. So it would be good that if you, as a so-called black person, could just simply say hi, just not show head. So that that would be my number one why I can't be black with y'all. I'm gonna continue to move forward and um, speak. If I get eye contact, I'm going to speak, whether so-called black or not. That's how I am. But I do want to say most of the time, um, you know, black folk turn their head. They don't want to speak to you. I don't know what's going through their head, but I do try to put off a little energy, you know, that, you know, I, I am approachable. So, Let's say hi. And again, like, uh, you know, it starts with you. So I'm on this new thing, letting it start with me so I can, like, I'm not going to be that happy needle with a big smile, but if they can feel my energy and then know that I am approachable, and then, hey, let's let's go to the next day. So I invite all of y'all to do that. And that's one, I can't be black with you. And the next one, I can't be black with y'all, is probably other people do it too, but because y'all in my community, I can only speak of what I see. And what I see is the fact that, like, this one time, Missionary Butterfield and I, we was at this event, you see, and we was having a good time. We was like reminiscing because we used to have Hot Words Lyrical Theater and right in the midst of the coronavirus, we used to have outside shows and we had three wonderful hosts and we all had a good time. We had a little glass of wine and when that song would come on with Cardi B, she'd be bumping it. I know that's right. (laughs) Y'all know what I'm talking about. So at the event that we was at, uh, fast forward on that, the song comes on. So Missionary Butterfield and I, we like grooving to the song, and I don't know about her. My mind was reminiscing about back then when all the hot words hosts and we was having fun, sipping on the wine. <laughs> and they, was, they knew the lyrics, so they young folk. I'm an older folk. They knew the lyrics, and then on that part on Cardi B's song when she said, I know that's right, <laughs> me and Lisa would say that part. So I'm having a good time, right, singing that song, enjoying that song, reminiscing on that song. But you know what? There was some black folk there. You know what they had to say? You know the, what they, the only thing they could come up with? You know what they had to say? Oh, is that those are the only words that you know? Because <laughs> we didn't know all the words, folks. But missionary, you you was there. It's like folks, American black folks. Instead of in perspective, we gonna throw that in there. I talked about that before on Obasi View perspective. Okay, you can see some older folks grooving to this young track. And, and if that's the only line of the song that they know, enjoy the energy of what they was giving out, right, missionary? Right. I knew most all of the words, but, you know, they don't give you any credit for knowing that, but I'm not looking for credit, so 
but I know most of the words because I listen to a whole bunch of that ratchet stuff. <laughs> ratchet, but it's fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it's life's fun. too short to I'm be starchy. I'm excited coming. Uh, yay? What was that? I said life is too short to be of... starchy. Can you oh, hear yeah. me at all, Miss Gigi? Okay. I said life's too short yeah, to be mine. starchy. I'm sorry, I keep budding in because <laughs> we're closing out to the show. So that's why I'm like, what time is it? We have about four minutes left to the show. And then uh, I shared my little two. I can't with y'all, but Missionary Butterfield, she got one for you. I got a, a story to tell y'all. Also, I was at this holiday function. Miss uh, Gigi, the storyteller, and I, and they had uh, one of the uh, people, family members that were there, um, made this most beautiful charcuterie board. I know you all. I'm talking real loud. I'm talking. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, good. I'm telling a story here. I don't want to get off track. So one of the family members made a charcuterie board. If you don't know what that is, you Google it. But um, she made a charcuterie board. She had the cutest little toothpicks sticking in all of the different meats and cheeses and everything on her uh, display on the table. And one of the younger folks and the father that was with him, he had to be, um, oh, he was teenagery, I would say about, 16, 17, old enough to might know something. And I looked over across the room. Something told me to look over. I looked over. He was picking his teeth with the decorative little flag toothpick that was sticking in one of the cheeses. He picked that out of that cheese and was picking his teeth. And I looked at him and I said, OMG. So I made sure I told the other lady that created all of the beautifulness of the charcuterie board. Do you see what he's doing? She got on him real good and it was hilarious. You picking your teeth with my decorative toothpicks? That's not what that's for. And the daddy was no better because he was doing it too. I'm like, okay, I can't be black with y'all. Y'all acting. Real gettified, real gettified. So that's my story, y'all. I cannot be black with y'all. This is Gigi, the storyteller here on Ovasi Views. Y'all stay tuned. Hey, ladies. Are you ready for hypnotic focus on you? Hair supplier, explosive extensions by Audre, has the hair you want and need to bring out your glow and beauty. Order online at www.explosiveextensions.net and get ready for your next new look. That's Explosive Extensions by Audrey. www.explosiveextensions.net.
This is Gigi, the storyteller, and I do want to remind you to make sure that you follow Hot Words, Hot Topics on Google Podcasts. We're having this wonderful contest, donating. I wouldn't like to say contest. I don't really like that word, but listen, it's about listening, you know, and I did drop the word on one of my previous shows, Making Others the Enemy. Right, I dropped the the magic word on on that show. When you hear it again, call in, press one, tell us what the word is, and hey, that's what we're doing here. I want to thank all our listeners right now. Like, do you know the magic word? Did you hear me say it today? And honestly, I did say it today. <laughs> I did. I was re. I was uh, talking and speaking, and I was thinking, hmm. I said that was the magic word, and I expected somebody to press one, but they did. But guess what? If you didn't get down with it this time. We got another show coming to you, which is great. It's a great show for men hosted by Salah Black Soul and Rob is Rich. And I love that because that's what we need to keep our mind focused on, the richness of the mind. Every fourth Sunday they're coming to you for men's mental health. You know, I know I throw down right here about women's mental health and talking about depression and anxieties and a person um, who have been without a home. That's a lot of stress right there. And having the threat of people taking away your home, that's highly stressful, I have to say. But anyway, what do you do when the difficulties of life come to you? So if you learn anything right here, I'm like, look, we have to get a grip on ourselves, you know, so we can have freedom in our mind, so we can move forward, and so we don't have to live in fear, no kind of time, and guess what? That is the best part. See 